episode of Thought Imports Live. I'm super excited to be welcoming Gega Tertsumia, um, who is joining us from Tbilisi, um, the capital of Georgia, um, Greece's neighbor and fellow emerging startup ecosystem. Um, Giga and I, Giga and I were introduced by a good mutual friend of ours, Carolyn, who's an entrepreneur out in California. So it's been this really fun kind of entrepreneurial connection across the world. Um, we connected and immediately found a common passion for startups, especially in emerging uh, tech markets like the ones that we're living across, and specifically amongst the Balkan region. So before um, Passing it over to Giga to, uh, well, first welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and organizing this uh, great uh, uh, Thought Imports uh, sessions for whole May for everyone. So thank you for that. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm very excited. We're um, going to get into some interesting cross-cultural, like cross-tech um, insights today. And to share a little bit more about Gega's very impressive background, by education, he's actually an ocean engineer. So as a Pisces, I find that extremely fascinating. Um, he's a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy by training, became an officer in the Georgian Armed Forces, and then a member of the engineering team for the Anaclia Deep Sea Port in Smart City Project. By trait, he's always been attracted to the idea of entrepreneurship, um, now being a true advocate of Georgian startups, Balkan startups, and just global startups, um, specifically in the field of tech, tech and fast-changing digital world elements. Um, he's always open to new ideas, opportunities, in general brainstorming products, which um, will bring positive changes into our lives. And um, after a road of some ups, some downs, some failures, some successes, he and his partners came up with this idea to develop a payment processing platform that makes lives easier for electronic commerce companies specifically in emerging markets by automating their payments per their specific needs. So now he's seeing firsthand how baby steps are made for a developing startup ecosystem in a place like Georgia and so many great founders, developers and other supportive organizations um, are really doing their part to put Georgia on the, the world map of innovations and technologies. And for me personally, really excited to start to just exchange um, thoughts on the different elements that make up our respective ecosystems. And so it's his personal goal to do a fair share of using his connections and resources with the Western world to attract the eyes of venture capitalists and angel investors for Georgia. And he truly believes that if all stakeholders are involved in these fields, concentrating on helping one another, um, then we will see a unicorn emerge from Georgia, and I truly believe that as well, from the Balkans, and on a global stage, and we'll put all eyes on um, the ecosystem, the startup ecosystem. So, without further ado, hello, Giga. Giga, how are hello. you? Um, how are things in Georgia right now? Uh, so thank you again, uh, Lucy, for this uh, great intro, and um, again, thanks for the invitation. Uh, uh, in Georgia, things are um, actually uh, quite good. Before we jump in, in uh, uh, our discussions regarding our uh, specific interests of uh, startups and uh, technology and uh, just emerging markets that we uh, talked about, uh, uh, it's uh, important to understand the uh, Ground zero right now is the, we are just getting out of pandemic or uh, the, hopefully things are getting under control. But uh, in general, uh, 
similar to Greece, uh, uh, Georgia had a very good response to um, uh, the uh, uh, whole pandemic um, uh, situation. Now, um, mainly because uh, we have a very uh, strong um, uh, disease control uh, team of all the experts uh, who uh, uh, had uh, uh, some great uh, inputs into uh, uh, government uh, decisions of how to control, uh, uh, how to close the borders. Borders were closed quite early and uh, uh, the uh, tracing of the cases were done uh, on early cases. So uh, these experts uh, once again show, uh, showed uh, Ask how important it is to have very specialized and uh, strong expertise in this kind of field or any kind of field in general. So, uh, in that being said, uh, Georgia uh, became a very good uh, example, and I think some articles were written about uh, the country as well, how uh, uh, well the country responded to the pandemic. So, right now, uh, uh, everything's opening up again. Uh, seems like uh, we had uh, under 1,000 cases uh, and uh, actually uh, very few deaths. Uh, and um, uh, things are getting to back to, uh, I don't want to say to normal, but uh, the new uh, new uh, reality. I don't know what, what it will be like, but uh, uh, again, to uh, jump in with, uh, um, in regards to our talk, it uh, seems like many companies in Georgia are also... Uh, adapting to this new reality and uh, I know a bunch of uh, established companies, not just startups that uh, uh, are uh, accepting the reality that working from home uh, is the new re new reality and uh, uh, it uh, could be very efficient for them and um, they are not fighting the idea that uh, uh, having people at home and uh, wor working remotely is uh, something bad or something that uh, someone might not have even imagined this a couple of months ago. So um, uh, things are uh, uh, under control in that sense. And uh, uh, I think uh, everyone's, uh, uh, how to say this, uh, worries and uh, a bit of uh, psychological stress uh, has been uh, drawn down a bit. And uh, things are, uh, people are starting to get uh, working uh, on um, again now uh, talking to my fellow friends who are in startups and um, uh, startup fields uh, they are uh, it's interesting because many of them were using co-working spaces uh, and co-working spaces are yet to be known how they will continue their uh, uh, life after this uh, uh, or with the, with this uh, coronavirus so uh, uh, that being said, they are uh, finding a bit more uh, trouble as, as we are in that sense. But uh, I think uh, there will be some new uh, opportunities in uh, this field as well. So uh, it's interesting to see how, how things will proceed. But as a whole, Georgia is, I think, uh, uh, doing very well, you know. And uh, starting 1st of July, I think we are accepting already uh, uh, the uh, uh, international tourists first flights will be open so let's see let's see how that goes that's great i mean that's great that things are opening back up and definitely as um as georgia and greece are neighbors we're seeing kind of a similar trend in terms of things are opening back up bars and restaurants are slated to be opening next week uh and just different shops kind of have been rolling out over the last two weeks um in terms of opening and seeing the new normal is really, really fascinating. 
And also definitely what you said about co-working. So the co-working space that um, I worked out of before all of this um, craziness happened um, here in Athens, they were, they and also other co-working spaces across Greece kind of doing, um, finding innovative ways to adapt and create community, which I found fascinating. They were having like virtual co-working sessions where you could just like turn on your computer and like, you know, type together and like just to have some little background noise. Um, and now, um, for example, I was at one of our clients' offices earlier today, and they were saying how um, it's definitely, it took about a, like a month, a couple of weeks to adjust to remote work, because especially in Greece, where the culture is very like face-to-face, -face, very human, very like FaceTime oriented, um, it took a lot of adjustment, but now they wouldn't have it any other way. Like their developers are more productive than ever. They're, um, they're producing a lot of cool things. So. The, the new era is definitely a fascinating uh, thing, thing, one to be a part of and to see how the, the startups are adapting. Um, exactly. Yeah. Very. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, uh, we're, uh, Greece had a very similar response, so we are in the same stage, exactly. So uh, let's see. Uh, uh, but what was interesting, I listened to this uh, podcast a couple of days ago on uh, Planet Money that China is like 100 days ahead of everyone. So it's interesting to take examples from them, uh, what they are doing. It seems like uh, one of the restaurant owners in New York was talking that, uh, about the fact that uh, he's talking to his relatives and friends in China to understand how, how things will be in New York in, let's say, 20 days, 30 days. So he's planning ahead of the time. So we have a, we have a good example, so we can kind of watch, watch others who are ahead in this case. Yes, it's also quite insane because it feels like we're in like a time capsule where like one part of the world is the future and one part of the world is like the past. Um, and because I've been speaking with friends who back in January in China who had posted on Facebook like, it, you know, like COVID's going to cause a recession. I was in a trip in New York City at the time and I was like, what is COVID? Like this is, it's going to be fine. And then like, then my family and my friends were quarantined for a couple of months and then we did lockdown here in Greece and in Georgia and like now the states and so it's this crazy um, kind of like a domino effect where you can literally see the future in terms of uh, what's going to happen and now exactly. restaurants are open but they're kind of like that and in China of all places where it's so populated they have to be like two meters apart so it's insane yeah exactly exactly so Let's let's watch and uh, try to uh, copy uh, the good examples. You know exactly. And to dig a little bit deeper into your background, um, what did the Naval Academy teach you about leadership? Uh, so I think uh, you know I don't want to uh, say some uh, like general stuff, uh, but uh, uh, two um, a couple amazing things that it really taught was. Uh, one thing uh, was uh, teamwork, actually how important is the teamwork and uh, that's uh, something that um, our like uh, uh, older uh, students, let's say, who were controlling the fate of the first young, like freshmen, uh, were always uh, teaching us was uh, the, the idea of teamwork and how uh, you, can, you cannot achieve much alone. 
you know, and that kind of really reflects in real world, uh, real life, uh, understanding how important it is to rely on each other as a team and uh, uh, have each other's back uh, when uh, things are getting tough. Uh, that uh, was important uh, uh, lesson for me and um, uh, trusting each other too, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's very important. And that was uh, very good to, uh, take away for me in real life because until I got into leadership position, you know, uh, until I became a founder or uh, having a, a team of members around us, uh, um, and once uh, I, and after that already, it was something that really uh, uh, jumped in uh, from the Naval Academy days was uh, leading by example. It sounds uh, very like uh, uh, like generalist, but leading by example is I think very very important because. Uh, uh, your uh, actions are what uh, are uh, shown rather than your words, you know. So I think leading by example and uh, kind of setting out the example to your teammates and being being there for uh, uh, for your uh, actually not just team teammate friends, you know, is very important. Uh, uh, and one uh, last thing maybe, and again, this was uh, something that they shouted us. Uh, on a daily basis was uh, the integrity, you know, doing the right thing when nobody's watching is uh, something we had been hearing uh, on daily basis. And it didn't make any sense when you're an 18 year old kid and uh, you want to just go and relax and sleep and uh, stuff like that. But uh, at, in, in reality, when you get out in the real world, it makes your life so much easier, you know, you just do do what you, you what you think is right you know that's that's important live by your morals let's say something like that awesome yes kind of really establishing that north star from yourself during the develop prime development till age of 18 and university years how has mm -hmm. this impacted the way that you are leading your startup uh, both as a leader and also alongside your other partners uh, I think uh, that uh, also had been, we, we had a very good, uh, uh, so the failures we had, uh, me and my friends, uh, we started some uh, startups at early age, right uh, out of uh, like uh, universities when we, when we had our like uh, uh, day jobs and we did it as a like side, uh, uh, side thing, side uh, hustle as they call it. Uh, uh, but um, what was important is uh, that uh, nobody took ownership you know uh, like real ownership of uh, uh, the project we we kind of were all like founders and uh, we wanted we had shared vision but you know, like who was doing tasks uh who was responsible for things uh it was uh not really uh, established from day one and there were some uh uh conflicts of like conflicts between each other because someone thought someone so not clearly set out uh, responsibilities was something that really hit us hard that uh, we and that brought us to failure but failure in a sense of that specific project but it was great uh lessons learned and experience because it really showed uh, me uh, the road that you actually if you're starting something with someone doesn't matter how much you agree on the like big vision that it's very important to uh, set out uh, uh, like uh, uh, rules of engagement as, uh, or like the game uh, gameplay and uh, uh, what I have been lucky with in my recent uh, projects was uh, my uh, friend and uh, co-founder is uh, we really we really complement each other with our skill sets and uh, I think that's 
that uh, has been a very big, uh, um, uh, like, big uh, factor for like whatever success, early success, or wherever we, we. I have not been at this stage or in my other ventures. So, uh, being at this stage, I, I would not call it success yet, but. Uh, being this far out uh, where we are now has been most important because we really agreed on, okay, I'm doing this, you're doing this, and uh, we really complement each other, we keep each other in check, and uh, it's not even, uh, it's not at all stressful, you know, it's so much fun at the same time because we have this understanding and uh, we uh, ask each other how, how his part is going, how my part is going, and uh, that has been big, um, a big factor for uh, where we are now. Uh, and um, that's uh, translating in uh, the team members as well because they see how uh, we work and uh, uh, how we ask uh, uh, each other for uh, uh, deliverables, let's say. And uh, uh, then it, it promotes the same uh, trust in uh, each other for uh, other developers, let's say, or designers. Yeah, trust is such a key component and seeing how it's built across different cultures is also really fascinating, both on a country level and on a venture level as well. Yes, I, I, I agree 100%. And uh, we were talking about this, me and you, that like uh, what kind of culture is uh, like Georgian uh, business culture, let's say, uh, right? That's very interesting because uh, uh, my boss uh, from like uh, previous project is Port uh, and the Smart City project that I was working for. One, our uh, one of our uh, founders uh, was American guy, and uh, uh, he spent a lot of time in Georgia. He's he's uh, uh, he's in late fifties, uh, uh, and uh, uh, he spent a lot of time in Georgia, so he really understood uh, Georgian culture from business standpoint and personality standpoint as well. So it's always interesting to see outsiders' input rather than me talking from inside, you know. So I'll, I'll tell his story because uh, he gave me such a good understanding of Georgian business culture that I really now, like, I believe in it. And you, you can see it once you understand it as well. Uh, he was saying that we had the Georgians involved in this project, Americans and the Dutch. And uh, Georgians are very, you know, we're Southern, like Greek, you're, you're already... Uh, you understand the Greek culture as well. So uh, uh, we are Southern people and um, uh, we like to take our time and uh, we like to uh, enjoy our wine and uh, we like to enjoy our dinners. And uh, uh, after our like work, work days and uh, meetings and uh, like workshops, so we would have these big dinners and uh, a lot of drinking and toasting and hugging and uh, etc. with these people. And uh, next morning in meetings, it was still like, some like very hard negotiations and uh, uh, like uh, th that that warmth of like dinner will not translate into the uh, into the meeting, you know. And uh, uh, for Georgians, for us, it was really hard to understand like what's what's wrong with these uh, people, you know. Like we we just had this like great bond yesterday, and now uh, they are talking on this one contract point or clause that or something like that, you know. So. Uh, that was the Dutch. So the American, uh, I was talking to the American founder and he was saying that, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll tell you how, uh, why it is like that. So the Georgians, uh, uh, this is what, uh, what he was saying. Georgians are 50% business, 50% emotion in business. 
uh, Americans, he was saying, are 80% business, 20% uh, emotion uh, uh, on a general scale, and which is like the Pareto rule, right? The 80-20 rule, which is probably the closest to ideal. And he was saying, well, Dutch are 100% business, so they have zero emotion. Uh, and uh, that's why you guys have such a big conflict in uh, meetings, because that those those like dinners don't translate into meeting rooms. <laughs> That's so true. And it's so timely because right before this session, we had like a port team international business training. We had just talked about this, Giga. We had this port team team-wide for um, our new intern class um, onboarding week, like international training and business norms. And we didn't have this percentage breakdown, but I really like it in terms of like business work. Cause we were basically, our team is split across America and Greece. Most yeah, America and Greece. And so we were trying to like do like non-American state, like standards, American norms, non-American norms, Greek norms, but this like pinpoints it. And there's also something that the Greeks do that I like aspire to absorb, but I don't, I think I could spend my entire life like observing this habit and still not, and still take it, like take things too personally. They have this, like, again, it's like very personal, like very, um, what, did, how did you phrase it? Like, uh, like very emotional, like, last yes. yeah. Um, where they can actually have, whether it's in a professional setting or a personal setting, they can have like, like they could have like the most like throw down, drag out, like verbally abusive fight. And then like just to get all their anger out and like express their feelings about a disagreement in the contract or like, or your relationship. And then they're like, okay, let's go. They're like, Adi, let's go for a coffee. Like, okay, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, what? And they just set it down. And it's like this crazy like phenomenon in my American mind. I'm like, we just like severed the relationship. Like this is broken. And they're like, no, like what, like what's wrong with you? We're two humans. We like each other. It was just like, you know, we just had a disagreement, <laughs> which is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so that's, uh, to give you an insight into Georgia. And plus, uh, Georgia is a very small society. I mean, uh, it's very capital uh, concentrated. And I'll uh, also share my ideas how uh, I feel that Georgia can evolve as a start, like uh, next uh, tech hub uh, for, uh, but uh, that's pretty much uh, uh, the, the fact that it's small society also it's, it's, uh, plays its role as well. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone. It's one big village, as they say. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's much more relationship-based, which is what um, we talked about previously and also just what I talk about often. I think especially compared to the States, it's less, way less transactional and more about, like, yeah, like sitting, enjoying the coffee, enjoying the time together, enjoying the wine together, and, like, building that bond is really important for trust rather than just, you know, finding someone on LinkedIn. Exactly, and I think the, what we spoke uh, on our previous call when we were talking that you, what you are uh, uh, like uh, really pushing the agenda is uh, and very inspiring for us here in Georgia as well is uh, using the uh, Greek American um, uh, what's it called the uh, 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 immig immigrants or not not immigrants but uh, the um, like, uh, Greek. The yeah, diaspora, yes, diaspora that is in U.S., which has uh, so much um, uh, probably a lot of success. What I have heard, uh, uh, which can be used, uh, they can relate to Greek Greece much better, and uh, 
they can be this first big boost to Greek um, venture capital or uh, angel investing, which is uh, really uh, important. Uh, uh, that's something that we have been talking. That's something that uh, Georgia is even more missing, you know, like uh, the, compared to other countries that uh, there's pretty much zero uh, venture capital here. And there's some like angel investing, which is just based on personal relationships. So, yeah, I think um, tapping into, yes, we previously spoke about it, tapping into the like Greek origins, Georgian origins community across the world is really powerful, especially since like those qualities that we've mentioned, like the loyalty, the human based, that's like in your DNA. That's can't be, can't be, even if you were raised in a different place, it's part of who you are um, at a certain part of your core, which I think is powerful. And you spoke about the VCs and the startups. Can you tell us the general landscape um, of the ecosystem? What does it look like? Which industries are booming? What's the VC world like, um, et cetera? Uh, yes, so uh, uh, where do I start? So uh, let's say startups, right? Uh, uh, in Georgia, we have some, um, uh, we had a great push from the fact that uh, uh, there was a Georgia Innovations and Technologies uh, uh, Agency that was established by uh, uh, the uh, one part government and uh, one part World Bank. World Bank was really pushing it to uh, have uh, innovations uh, developed here. Uh, Georgians are in general very entrepreneurially minded people. So uh, there was always this, uh, uh, since we broke out Soviet, from Soviet Union and the private uh, Ownership has been uh, re-established, uh, but people have this uh, uh, this uh, feeling of entrepreneurship, and this uh, uh, has been more revived in recent years. So uh, uh, that that has always been in there. But then at the same time, we we had the uh, up and coming uh, uh, how to say uh, startup scene that had no zero funding. And first push uh, that, that there was, was this uh, um, World Bank and this Georgia Innovations and Technologies Agency uh, uh, grant program, which, by which you apply uh, and um, twice a year for uh, about $30,000 and it's a, it's a grant. So, well, uh, and it can be an idea stage startup, it can be an operational startup. Uh, they don't discriminate, they choose uh, as long as the team is there, uh, uh, they more, more or less invest in the team. So that was the big push. Uh, then of course there are uh, uh, some uh, individuals uh, who uh, have uh, uh, established themselves in um, uh, abroad, some Georgians who have uh, made, uh, uh, founded their startups abroad and have uh, achieved success and uh, they understand the road of a founder and uh, uh, startup founder so they have been a big push for several uh, Georgian startups and they have invested and they really helped them uh, uh, the, the, the Georgians in Silicon Valley helped uh, some startups to kind of uh, um, uh, do the meetups uh, initial uh, like uh, pitches uh, and etc so uh, the diaspora, even though we have a very small diaspora, has been doing uh, its own thing as well. And uh, in parallel, what is interesting is that uh, we have in Georgia uh, two uh, uh, publicly listed companies on London Stock Exchange, which are two banks. Uh, and uh, even though it's uh, they are their regular regular banks, but uh, not private equity or uh, venture capital. Uh, 
they they don't do those kind of things. Uh, uh, but uh, they are listed on the London Stock Exchange, and they have very good, uh, uh, very strong teams and very strong corporate governance. And uh, those uh, companies, uh, uh, what was interesting, they really um, helped develop uh, uh, like. Uh, uh they understood that digital uh, revolution was coming so they hired a lot of very smart people on their in, on their staff and um they uh themselves uh, developed amazing products so we have some of the best mobile banks uh, uh in uh, whole europe uh and uh, uh, they themselves pushed this agenda of entrepreneurship inside their actually team members and many founders are from these banks uh, previous employees uh, and they also started uh, supporting startups with grants with uh, some uh, programs etc uh, etc et and now recently we had a great news that 500 startups uh, has come in in Georgia and uh, in partnership with uh, this uh, Georgia innovation technologies uh, agency and uh, with these banks uh, uh, they will be doing. They will be first accelerator in the country, which is, I think, uh, one of the last. Uh, if we talk, if we say that Georgia is in in its early stage of startup ecosystem development, for this first stage, one of the last major pieces that was missing, because uh, we had some founders who had great ideas. We have we had some founders, like a couple of my friends, who managed to get into TechStars outside of Georgia and take their startup abroad and uh, raise money abroad. And uh, they paved this road to other startups, Georgian startups as well. And uh, uh, one of my friends who's in uh, blockchain, his company startup is called the Shelf Network. Uh, he has been doing amazing things because uh, uh, what I'm saying is this uh, idea sharing is uh, he, uh, him and others, uh, other founders as well, they are always available for us, other like early stage uh, startups to uh, uh, share ideas. Uh, if we have questions, how, how, do you do, how did you get to Texters? Or like, can you connect me to someone in Texters? Like, uh, I think that's where win-win uh, uh, mentality comes in, that uh, we are all in this together and there's no like competition. And uh, if one makes it, then all of us, uh, can, and it's, it's also a paving the road. And also, you know, it kind of, uh, gives you more uh, strengths that understanding oh one Georgian made it and we can make it as well you know so uh, uh, just a side the side uh, track here just uh, this idea sharing and uh, sharing their uh, past uh, uh, is has been very valuable um, for first batch is this uh, month I think uh, and which will be very important uh, because uh, you already have up to 100 startups in Georgia that need that are at the stage that can pitch to uh, uh, Western VCs, and having them go through this uh, Westernized and Silicon Valley acceleration program will get them even closer to uh, closing this round. So I believe by end of this year, early 2021, we will already hear some Series A, Series B fundraisings uh, for uh, Georgian startups, and uh, hopefully a unicorn. Uh, will arise here as well but uh, uh, that has been a, that, that has definitely been um, very inspiring watching these other founders and uh, another great thing is startup grind uh, uh, this uh, uh, American uh, uh, expats in Georgia and the Georgian guy they uh, together build up uh, a startup uh, 
uh, grind uh, system, the startup grind the conference uh, for Georgia, which has been a huge success for uh, last year. Uh, uh, so we already have this networking. Uh, we have this uh, uh, fuck up nights uh, where uh, founders share their stories. Uh, so there are all this like um, uh, individual, uh, uh, let's say, uh, centers of gravity. And uh, uh, I believe that that is uh, a key. Uh, more and more such um, uh, uh, centers of gravity in this field will arise, the better for the ecosystem. Another great news is uh, my friends founded the Startup Association, uh, which, is, uh, uh, com which uh, uh, has a major aim to uh, establish a, a sort of a crunch base uh, for uh, you know, Georgian startups. Because uh, if you are an investor, there's no single point where you can uh, um, go on a website and find out about a, a specific start or any startup in Georgia, what fields are covered, uh, what stage are they at uh, of fundraising or product development, uh, who are the founders? So, uh, to uh, kind of, concentrating in one place uh, and having a platform for future venture capital and investors to see these people, in, uh, uh, see the statuses and et cetera, et cetera. So that's where we are at right now. So a lot of movement, like so many thoughts. The first one is that's incredible. I think people forget, especially coming from the tech world of America, like Silicon Valley was not Silicon Valley overnight. And like, Tel Aviv was not Tel Aviv, all right, or whatever, Silicon Wadi, they call it. Um, Silicon Wadi, yeah. <laughs> so it's really awesome to, you know, always, like, always exchange insights on the, the beginning building blocks of our ecosystems. And the other thing you'd mention about, well, first, love startup grind. That's actually how I transitioned from corporate world um, into startup world um, when I was at IBM and uh, wanted desperately to go and test my um, test my experience out in the smaller agile startup world um, back in New York City. And then also the whole thing about like banks. We're seeing that here in Greece as well, where like a lot of the major banks, well, there's, there's pretty much like a handful, like three major banks. And now each of them are rolling out with their, over the last two, three years have rolled out with their own accelerator programs. So there's a lot I mean, I suppose money runs the world. And so there's a lot of kind of innovation, uh, an urge of like innovation to, to, uh, to try to spur innovation in that space and figure out um, more creative ways to, um, you know, finance FinTech or uh, drive FinTech innovations forward. And um, what are some resources? Well, first, another fact, another um, just thought is we're seeing kind of the same way that you had that grant spur it. I think Greece um, was spurred from the whole, we discussed it previously, the whole 300 million euro injection from the European Investment Fund to spur, Equifund, right? yeah, from Equifund that spurred Greek tech back in 2018. And now you're seeing the, the centers of gravity really increase. Cause I moved here in 2000, the beginning of 2017. And even back then it was really hard to find like, there was one big community that was the startup community, but there was, it was hard to find events. It was hard to find meetups. It was hard to um, find resources. If I was putting myself in the shoes of like a Greek founder that was trying to find local resources. And since the last three years, it's just skyrocketed the amounts of um, just the, 
the sheer number of centers of gravity in terms of startup resources. Um, what would you say is miss? Like, what would you say is missing, or is uh, would be good to have in the Georgian ecosystem uh, for the future years? Uh, very good question. Uh, so, uh, actually, that's uh, that's something that uh, I have been also thinking about. But at the same time, uh, 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 also something that. Uh, uh, how to say uh, first of all of course the venture like having venture capital here venture capital here uh, uh, even uh, we were thinking about uh, doing a road show uh, I have some connections from US uh, uh, my couple of my friends have connections and again uh, I'm not talking uh, again I, I want to say it from when we said point I don't want to like I was in US uh, uh, right before uh, in November, October. I met with some of my friends who are US startup founders, US based, uh, Silicon Valley based. Uh, and uh, I met with some uh, friends who are in venture capital as well. The idea is that, uh, of course, I can personally fly and for my startup when I'm ready to do Series A, meet uh, and uh, like have this, uh, arrange these meetings. But I think. Uh, uh, to have this win-win uh, uh, scenario for everyone and uh, having uh, one for all mentality that, that I was talking about, it's better to arrange some sort of a roadshow and uh, put the venture capital ice uh, on uh, the Georgian market. So we already have these 500 startups. Why not have uh, uh, some sort of a, a meetup? Uh, we were talking about this right before the pandemic started to have a uh, September is one of the best times to travel to Georgia because it's wine harvest time and uh, or grape harvest and wine uh, uh, wineries have some amazing events. Uh, it's some one of the best weather times because it's uh, transitioning out of summer and it's uh, amazing scenery. Uh, so Georgia is great for tourism standpoint and uh, food, uh, wine. Uh, we are birthplace of wine, by the way. Uh, that's uh, officially uh, uh, that's official. Eight thousand years ago. First artifact was found, which is 8,000 year, year old uh, winemaking. So uh, this, from this standpoint, we have been marketed quite well. Well, the government could have done a much better job, but of course, whatever has been done has been done. But uh, uh, now we can leverage this uh, whole uh, uh, tourism standpoint, the tourism uh, benefits uh, to do this uh, also. Oh, you know, you can have a lot of fun there, enjoy your time, for a week and plus you can have two, three, four days of uh, uh, pitching, you know, uh, for per your interest. Uh, so we were thinking to do this uh, tourism slash uh, tour or venture capital pitching day versus uh, slash uh, uh, tourism uh, trip uh, in uh, Georgia for firstly for uh, uh, people who are our friends that are in that industry that we could uh, confir confirm their trips uh, quite easily, you know. Uh, so, uh, that, that's something that jumps into uh, my mind immediately. But secondly, I think uh, um, what, is most, uh, what is also important is uh, having enough resources uh, uh, from uh, techno, we are talking about tech startups, so having enough resources to uh, developers. Uh, uh, we, that's very scarce here. First of all, we are a very small country, 3.7 million people. Secondly, our higher education has been uh, uh, very 
low quality uh, after Soviet Union broke down. Uh, so uh, we have very uh, recently some universities have been dropping up uh, uh, and uh, offering some good programs, but uh, uh, not in high numbers and not consistently yet. Uh, so uh, what is the issue, right? You don't have enough resource for developing resource for uh, uh, for the startup. So. Many startup founders have uh, tried to, uh, many developers, first of all, that, for example, work with us, are self-taught. Uh, my partner, he's a, uh, my co-founder, he's a developer, uh, software developer himself, he's self-taught. Uh, uh, most of the guys I know are self-taught. So, uh, uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's bad, but we don't have numbers, uh, enough numbers. Uh, so what I have been always thinking is uh, to have, uh, some sort of um, actually right before we were jumping on this call or uh, talk i was researching some uh, topics and uh, uh, what was interesting is that georgia Tbilisi specifically has been ranking very highly for digital nomads i think uh, bangkok uh, in thailand is one of the top spots and everyone has been comparing uh, georgia to like this digital nomads uh, uh, article that i was uh, uh, actually reading on uh, the uh, website is called uh, nomadflag.com. Uh, he's comparing it to uh, the Bangkok. And uh, it seems that right before pandemic, uh, they were um, saying that, oh, Georgia, Tbilisi is like, from the standpoint of uh, like all everything that they care, like living cost, weather, uh, people, how hospitable people are, uh, food uh, quality, uh, uh, wine, uh, wine and, uh, uh, gyms, uh, internet accessibility, uh, co-working, uh, everything is here, you know, and not just in Tbilisi, but also in Batumi, which is seaside, uh, and which has a lot of uh, new real estate uh, for like, uh, uh, they, they build a lot of real estate and uh, package it as a, like investment opportunity. So you buy it and then rent it out. So um, there's a lot of real estate, free real estate, let's say, free in the sense that uh, uh, no one's living there. So potentially to be something to be something to be rented out uh, by the experts. Uh, so what's interesting is uh, that Batumi could have uh, become um, uh, uh, another spot, just like Tbilisi, <laughs> just like Tbilisi. And uh, 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 what uh, uh, this this has this has not yet happened, unfortunately. And I think it still has this uh, potential. To, uh, after these things kind of slow, uh, like die down for the pandemic. Uh, but uh, what I was thinking that we, so what we lack is resource. That's, that's the baseline. But now what is the answer, answer that I have been thinking about with some of my friends is um, Ukraine, Belarus, uh, and post-Soviet countries have uh, a lot of resource from uh, um, uh, development standpoint. Uh, uh, and actually, we had, uh, uh, I, I know several developers who have moved to Georgia uh, to work on startups, to work in uh, banks, uh, in uh, uh, software, etc. And uh, what has been interesting is that, um, they, and they love it, they love it here. Uh, uh, Georgia has been uh, this like uh, uh, place, a uh, special place for like uh, post-Soviet uh, uh, Soviet, uh, post-Soviet countries, you know, they, they love traveling to Georgia. They have this bond with this country that everyone loves the landscape, uh, the food, etc. all these benefits that I was, uh, 
uh, listing out. So we could have, we could potentially as a country, uh, as a uh, future governments, uh, we could leverage this in a sense that we could have some sort of packages for these digital nomads from specifically from these countries who love, who we know for sure who would love to live here, offer them specific packages. And let's say we were counting, let's say Ukraine and Belarus have more than half a million developers in their countries. Why can't you attract 1%, 5,000, let's say, for the start? Just speaking from number standpoint, 5,000 developers, offer them a package, uh, and uh, even without package, they would love to, many, many of them would love to move, but with package, it just uh, makes it like, uh, maybe some insurance, some, uh, I don't know, some uh, uh, easy bank account openings, etc. It's very easy to start business in Georgia, by the way, I didn't have that place that uh, we, have, we have very, uh, good uh, um, uh, public registry system uh, and you can uh, register your company in a matter of uh, uh, like an hour uh, uh, register and it's no bureaucracy in that sense so um, uh, you can leverage all of this together put a package and invite these people over so once you invite these people over you already have this very tech tech savvy people entrepreneurially minded people who are also sharing this you know with the local community maybe you start uh, some sort of programs with them of like teaching some like uh, short uh, courses etc etc uh, maybe start translating uh, i think this already started the khan academy uh, and coursera courses have been translated in georgian which is also recent news which will push um, the uh, uh, accessibility to education of younger generation. Uh, I'm touching many things <laughs> right now, but uh, I hope I, I made sense in the grand scheme of things. But uh, uh, in general, I think bring like lack of resources is the problem, and uh, these are some of the ideas I have been thinking of how to increase it. And uh, in general, bringing digital nomads uh, will uh, boost this. Uh, uh, and once you have this startup grinds, this meetups, this uh, events, uh, this also helps uh, digital nomads to um, integrate in the society and uh, share their ideas, share their uh, experiences. So this is how the society as a whole will develop and uh, learn new things. Uh, and uh, uh, yes, it's good to hear that Georgian startups made it, but uh, it's uh, uh, even uh, more additional value to hear someone else's perspective from outside. So uh, that's, that's something uh, I hope uh, we can leverage very soon. That was so comprehensive and definitely made a lot of sense and shed a lot of light into the Georgian ecosystem. So thank you. Thank you. What you yeah. mentioned about the, just the general resources, I see also a parallel with Greece because the resources, I mean, education wise, um, Greece is fairly, you know, well-educated in terms of secondary education, but I think global training, all of like um, a lot of Greeks have left in the, the diaspora, like uh, there was a lot of brain drain that resulted from the crisis. And so that like talent aspect is also a big challenge for the tech ecosystem. We'll say um, it's interesting that you bring up digital nomads because Greece is also, of course, you know, with the islands, a very popular um, destination. And there are predictions that digital nomadism is actually going to be a really, I mean, it's already been quite popular, 
but predictions that it will be a way forward for also the tourism industries where nomads will come settle down and it's also a really creative solution to the brain drain i believe because you're having people sure they're nomads but they're staying for a few weeks for a couple months at a time and in that time they're brushing shoulders they're having conversations with people that are probably uh, you know, like local entrepreneurs, local founders, local, um, just locals. And I think that's really, those conversations are really powerful at scale as well. And it's fascinating. The package idea I think is really brilliant for Georgia because you're seeing places like Estonia have like e-residency, making it super easy to incorporate. Exactly. Right. And these like micro ecosystems that are trying to enable, um, non-Europeans, non-Georgians, non-Estonians uh, to, to come to Europe in a really creative way and to come to just out, go beyond their borders, I think are um, really powerful tools. Exactly, and uh, I think uh, you brought out Estonia is definitely an example country for us because it's post-Soviet. Even though it's post-Soviet, it has always been very much closer to uh, uh, Sweden, I mean, to Scandinavia, which has been, which has had a lot of resources from, uh, uh, as, as neighbors, uh, um, they, they were more integrated into Europe than we were uh, ever. So, uh, uh, but it had, Estonia is definitely a good example for us. Uh, and we have been following many, many uh, steps that they have taken. And uh, I mean, Skype is a good example from their Bolt, which is, we have the only, uh, car share and uh, car share, not car share, but local Uber is Bolt, which is Estonian startup, and it's a unicorn as well. Uh, so, uh, uh, I mean, Estonia is a great example actually because I just all the startups starting coming to my transfer wise is from Estonia. So, uh, uh, all these uh, amazing uh, founders from Estonia have been um, uh, giving a uh, uh, great uh, uh, like roadmap to. Uh, uh the, that country specifically but also for us uh, as a post-soviet union country and it's only 1.3 million population can you imagine and uh another benefit from venture capital which i was talking about for estonia i just remembered which georgia could adopt is that once you have this unicorns and the founders who cash out these people have in, reinvested in their country in the, the new founders in the new startups they have been they have not taken their money that's why I appreciate the tech startup founders. They, the uh, mentality is not to just run and buy villas and uh, uh, in a, in majority cases uh, and buy this. Uh, also, you might as well, but uh, why not? But uh, uh, at the same time, they reinvest in uh, in other people, you know, in other founders. Uh, uh, initial stage startups. Uh, are mostly uh, found their founders. That's who people invest in. So uh, uh, having those kind of people who understand who you are from your cultural background standpoint and understand uh, the startup uh, uh, roads of startup that startups go through is uh, a huge boost for uh, each country. And we are still looking for those kind of people. We have a couple probably in Georgia, but. Uh, not in the numbers of Estonia. Yeah, but as as the Greeks say, siga siga, slowly, slowly. Rome wasn't slowly. <laughs> the Acropolis wasn't built in a day. Um, and 
Yes. I think what you're saying about these founders reinvesting in other founders, the entrepreneurship, that's what's so inspiring to me about the entrepreneurship community. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, if you have that mentality, you realize that like people, your network, like the, the drive that others have is what keeps each other going, right? Like a rising tide lifts all boats. And I think that's really, that's really powerful. And, um, yeah. Exactly. So the last question I have for you before we uh, wrap up is what uncharted waters are ahead for you, your venture, your ideas, anything else that might be floating around in your, in your head? Uh, from my startup standpoint or in general? I know. Whatever, your, your personal venture, Georgia Tech, however you want to approach it. Uh, so... Uh, where to start? So just to uh, combine all uh, the points that we have been talking about. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, we are in a sense that uh, uh, we have seen, I, I love this uh, ecosystem and the people involved in this ecosystem uh, so much because of the sharing again. Uh, uh, just to bring example of my uh, startup, uh, payments uh, uh, service provider startup that we are building, uh, um, is a good example because uh, me and uh, my co-founder we had a completely different idea of course it was still in payments uh, that's the only connection this idea has to the idea that we had one and a half year ago uh, than when we started uh, but since then we uh, uh, met so many uh, startups in e-commerce uh, our friends who have been uh, just like so open to sharing their problems. You know, I, I don't see any other industry that is doing this much sharing. Uh, uh, once, because, and, and they keep pushing us now. You know what's interesting? We, we still have to release our MVP and they're like, okay, when, when is it gonna happen so that we can together test it? It's not like, oh, I need it because of just my, my bettering my product, but uh, uh, we are here to test it together with you, you know? So, uh, but that's, I think, uh, they are our future clients in a sense, right? And I have never been a salesman in my life, uh, uh, but um, uh, I understand that I'm talking to my future clients, but uh, this is so fun and so uh, uh, inspiring and so uh, such a, uh, how to say, uh, uh, like type of workshops, like very, uh, uh, into very uh, uh, conversations that bring a lot of value to us and hopefully them as well, you know, so uh, by bringing this product to life. So uh, that, that, that has been a, a great um, for myself of uh, being part of uh, uh, this ecosystem. So I, uh, I believe the same thing is everywhere uh, uh, in the world in this field. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I really want to do something uh, for... Uh, everyone in this field not just uh, uh, myself you know so uh uh if I'm, i don't want to repeat myself that much but if uh, someone else makes it that that's a boost for me as well and if i can play a role in uh uh someone raising money for example or connecting my uh friend even not a friend but a fellow uh, uh, founder to a, a potential investor that would make me so happy you know so uh uh that idea is uh, really uh, falling in my head and uh, um i hope i can contribute to georgia startup ecosystem by any uh, any means you know so uh, uh 
uh, talking to you is inspiring because uh, hearing what you are doing uh, for Greek startups uh, and uh, hearing your uh, um, uh, your am I am I back? I kind of you're back. Yes. So, so um, yeah. uh, yes, this is this is it, pretty much. Well, on that uplifting note, thank you, Giga, for your time and for teaching us all about the Georgian startup ecosystem. This was such a fun chat. And um, on that connector note, this video will be available on YouTube after. So for anybody that is currently watching or will be watching, um, we'll throw uh, Giga's uh, LinkedIn information and company information into the description so you can reach out then. Um, reach out there and um, thank you again to everyone who is who has tuned in for everyone uh, for your time and for sticking around and learning about our startup ecosystems and um, a quick plug for next week next week's our last um, week in the series Tuesday and Thursday same time um, we're chatting with some more thought leaders and you can find that in the link in the description as well and um, Giga let's definitely continue this conversation maybe we can do something um, like a digital roadshow or uh, other ways to, to collaborate it's uh, it's such a pleasure thing that's why I love uh, same as same as well that's why I love uh, sharing these ideas uh, uh, with each other uh, because uh, uh, think brainstorming this idea so that something pops up always, you know, so um, no pressure any, ever, but uh, uh, if uh, I was telling you, right, uh, once I saw uh, Greek startup news on my LinkedIn feed, immediately I thought of you and I shared those details. Uh, and it's nothing uh, in uh, retrospect, but uh, in reality, it's just uh, sharing our thoughts and uh, uh, ideas with each other. And I'd love to continue these talks and uh, Maybe once the travel opens up uh, and we have some uh, startup grind or something, you guys will be, will be great to have you here and show our country on one hand and show uh, the Georgian startups on another hand. Done. It's, uh, it's a done deal. I look forward to it. Thank you again. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.